0: I remember when I first started my seminary education and training back in 2012, thinking that it was going to take quite some time. And indeed it does, because my entire education takes eight years. And I remember looking at that and wondering about how I was going to make it through all eight years, because it seemed like such a long time. Certainly I made it one step at a time, and I was actually very surprised whenever the year 2019 showed up because that was my deacon year. That was the final year of seminary education and training. I just remember being shocked at how fast it came up. But that year was actually usually, normally a very triumphant year and a lot of different exciting things happened. They were certainly graduating, but there were a lot of celebrations and a lot of fanfare that came with being in that last year of training. You can imagine my shock whenever we came to March of 2020, that same year. Because in that time, the seminary shut down, that we found ourselves as deacons getting ready to be ordained priests, all of a sudden put out of the seminary, going back home to our parishes and going back home to our diocese, just all of a sudden thrown out, that all of that fanfare and all of those different things were cut short. It was something that we hadn't really expected and something that we hadn't prepared for. And as we look at the readings this morning, it's rather shocking that we're getting to all of these very precise moments that are encouraging us to think about the end times, that we're entering into the last two weeks of the church's liturgical cycle, preparing for the season of Advent, and yet it wants us to focus on these last things, about the fact that life on this earth doesn't last forever, but in fact we're preparing for another place. But are we going to be ready? That's really the fundamental question that the church is wanting us to ask ourselves and really wanting us to prepare for. Because she doesn't want us to be taken unaware or all of a sudden by this moment, but she wants us to be very well seasoned and very well ready for that moment whenever it comes. But first, we should start off and look at the different readings and the gospel because they give us an insight as far as how we should look at the end times. And we start off with the book of the prophet Malachi. Malachi gives us this simple encouragement and the simple reminder. Lo, the day of the Lord is coming. That day whenever the Lord is going to come and judge the heavens and the earth. But there's two potential outcomes to this day. That it could come as a blazing oven. It could come as an inferno for all of those who are wicked or all of those who seem to be simply proud of themselves. And so that day is going to be rather dangerous for them. Because we're told is that all of these individuals are as stubble. And because this day is going to be so intense, that they will simply burn away. That it's going to be that moment where all of a sudden, all of those works that they concern their lives with are not going to last them very long. And so those people are going to find that day to be rather uncomfortable. Because they're going to be as stubble as thrown in a blazing oven. But that's not the only choice. Because we're told about the just, the ones who live in fear of the Lord at the very end. And for them, this will be a sun of justice. This will be a warming ray. This will be something that's much different than that blazing oven. But in fact, will be something that's comforting, something that's healing, something that's really going to give them what they desire and what they really want through the Lord and our Lord Jesus Christ. So there are two different options, and Malachi is very aware. But none of, nonetheless, you have to be aware of that fact. The day of the Lord is indeed coming. Then we move on and we hear from St. Paul in his second letter to the Thessalonians. And then we've been on this for the last couple of weeks, but he's still continuing that same theme, trying to encourage the church of Thessalonica to remember that they gave them all sorts of examples in how to live rightly, how to live justly, how to continue to follow the Lord day and night. But he's also aware of the fact that it can seem that it's fatiguing over time that all of a sudden they can feel that they're starting to simply wipe away all that different work because they're getting tired, because they're starting to lose that awareness of the fact that their salvation is at hand, that they need to be continuing that work. And so he's trying to remind them that that example that he gave them is for them to remember always, not just for one day, not just for a time, but for every time. And then he continues to go into what that looks like because he reminds them whoever should not work should not eat all of these different things. But to simply work quietly, to continue to go out and to seek the way of the Lord and to do his work and to bring about the kingdom of God on this earth. So he's trying to remind them not to simply fall away, not to fall short, but to, in fact, remind them that they need to continue to work even in the times when it feels like it's not necessary or it's not proximate to the end. And he wants them to remain faithful nonetheless. And then finally, we arrive at the gospel according to Luke. And whenever we arrive at the gospel, we're reminded of the fact that the day of the Lord is coming, yes, but in this particular and powerful way. And so whenever all of these people are reminding themselves and they're looking at the temple and how it's adorned with all of these costly things, they're really starting to marvel and look at it and see its awesome splendor. But Jesus wants to use it to illustrate a point that he's reminding them that there will be a day whenever these stones will not be sitting upon one another anymore, that all of this splendor and all of this glory will come to nothing, and that will be a day of destruction. But there's more, because he wants to remind them that it's not just about this temple, but in fact, it's about the end of times. Because the people are very aware, and they ask Jesus, when is this going to happen? When is this going to take place? And so he begins to speak to them about this day. That he's telling them not to follow the false prophets, not to follow those that claim to be the ones that are bringing about the end, or simply the ones that are pointing towards the day, but to rather know that all of these different things are going to happen first. The nations are going to rise against nations, that there's going to be plagues, there's going to be all of these different things that happen, and even awesome signs in the sky, but it will not yet immediately be the end. That all of these things will happen, yes, but they don't necessarily point to the proximate end. But then he goes in and he really starts to delve into what it means even in the midst of individual persecution. Because all of those different things that he just mentioned, those could be corporate realities. Those could be things that we go through together. But what about those different things that happen for us individually? What about those moments of persecution? What about those moments of betrayal? What about those moments when it feels like we've been handed over by our brothers, by our sisters, by our relatives or friends? What about those? And he's reminding us that even those moments are going to bring us closer to that end, yes, but they will not necessarily signal the end just yet. That even in the midst of persecution, even whenever we're having to speak by the power of the Holy Spirit, that those things will not necessarily tell us that it is the end just yet, but that we should be aware that it is coming, and it's coming very soon. But the very last line is very important, because he says, By your perseverance, you will secure your life. We're currently living life right now. We know that, and we're very aware of that. But it's not just this life that we're concerned with, and that's what Jesus wants to remind us. It's not about this temple. It's not about this life. It's not about holding on to all of those things that might make us feel comfortable and secure in this life. But it's about that life that is to come. So by our perseverance in this life, we will secure our life in the next. But that question, how aware are we of the end? How focused are we on that fact that this life will not last forever? Because I dare say it's something that can often be very uncomfortable for us to think about, yet it's nonetheless very necessary because we want to be comfortable when we reach the end. And that's what this is really trying to remind us of. Because if we go back to the prophet Malachi, that simple reminder, the day of the Lord is coming, that day whenever all of these things that we see on this earth are going to end, That that day of judgment, in fact, is coming. That we will be judged whether we did things well or did things maybe not so well in this life. We want to be found in the camp of those that did justice in this day. But that's really the first point that we should focus upon. The day of the Lord is coming. That day whenever the Lord is going to come and judge the heavens and the earth. But we should be preparing for that moment. We should be choosing now whether we want to live in our own pride or we want to live in fear of the Lord. That we have that opportunity today. We have that opportunity at every moment in our life that we can choose for or against God. We need to be aware of that fact that one day there's that day of reckoning. That day when we're going to answer for the choices that we've made here. It shouldn't be something that induces a bunch of fear. It shouldn't be something that really freezes us where we are. But it should be something that motivates us to change our life for the better. And change it in a positive way to meet our Lord Jesus Christ and to continue to build our relationship with him. But we also need to be aware of that fact that Jesus Christ is inviting us into that relationship and into that reality. But we shouldn't be frozen in fear. Because that's what Jesus is reminding us that even as he's listing out all these different negative things that happen, we shouldn't be frozen where we are. Because he's reminding us that, yes, there will be destruction in this life. There will be wars. There will be turmoil. There will be all these different things that do happen. And he wants us to be aware. But he doesn't want us to be living in anxiety. Because he really wants us to see the ways that he's inviting us into that life of beatitude in the next life. But the ways that he's inviting us to experience comfort and security in the power of the Holy Spirit. Notice that even in those moments of persecution or desolation, those moments where we might be disappointed in this life, that he wants to remind us that the Holy Spirit is there. That even in the moments where we feel like we might not have the answers in this life, that he's giving us that power, the advocate, that he wants us to experience all of our life. That he doesn't want us to be afraid, he doesn't want us to be living in anxiety of that last moment. He wants us to live in confidence that as long as we seek God's help, it is there for us, and we should not be afraid. That yes, all these things will happen. He wants us to be aware of all those things that will happen at the end of time. But he doesn't want us to be frozen in fear, but rather confident that if we're living in God and we're choosing for God, that we need not be afraid. But we should also look at the final encouragement and really the bread and butter of where our Lord is inviting us to work today. And that's where we find St. Paul in his letter to the Thessalonians, reminding us to simply go about our work, to not act as busybodies, not act as those that have importance in this life, or might seem like we have importance in the eyes of others, but those that are really doing the work of God now. What does that look like? Well, for many of us, we might be just simply trying to grow in virtue in this life. Maybe there's some particular virtue. Maybe it's patience, or maybe it's prudence. Maybe there's something that we're really trying to grow in, but we feel like it's taking a long time. Are we still working on that nonetheless, just simply going about our day-to-day, trying to be that more patient or that more forgiving or that more kind person? Are we still doing that on our day-to-day basis and not becoming discouraged as we go along? Or maybe we're holding grudges or we're holding anger in our heart or different frustrations in life. Are we willing to let those go and give them over to the Lord? Because I dare say so often in life, we can really bog ourselves down. We can really lose sight of the end goal, becoming one with God and really becoming one in relationship with him. And we start to lose sight of all the different things that we need to do. We might even start to busy ourselves with different things, with gossip, with slander, with all of these different lies and things that we might surround ourselves with. But St. Paul wants us to back away from those things. He wants us to rather work, to continue to work quietly on our salvation and to really seek after the kingdom of God, even building it up on this earth. That's really where our challenge is today. And I want to encourage each one of you to consider and just pray about this fact throughout Mass. What's one thing that I can do right now to begin to get ready for the kingdom of God? Where's one place that I feel like I'm really operating on a deficit, or maybe I'm not operating as fully as I should on the Lord and upon the ways that He encourages me to live the gospel? Because that's really the point where we should be considering and where we should be praying. Just simply working on one thing at a time, continuing to bring about that kingdom of God, but to be aware that the end is coming. Because much like my days in seminary, it was unexpected that those days were going along and I thought I had a little bit more time, but in fact it ended early. We don't want to be caught that way. We want to rather be living in awareness of the end, the ways that we're living in awareness of the kingdom of God, so that one day we can enter into those praised gates and we can enter into eternal salvation in that place where life never ends. Because Jesus reminds us, by our perseverance, we will secure our lives. We simply have to go about that work day by day and continue that, especially in this life, so that we can enter into the life to come. By perseverance, we will secure our lives. Brothers and sisters, let's continue that work day by day.